Amen. Amen. Good evening to each and every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, this week, we are going to learn four lessons. Okay, again, uh, it is on uh, our relationship with God. As much as we pray, we, we study the word of the Lord and we, we have fellowship. So it is going to cover on uh, maturity and not by our own strength, gaining maturity, but uh, through the word of the Lord and by the Holy Ghost. And each and every one of you have expressed uh, the desire to come to be a strong witness. Okay? And because you are a witness, people in the world, people like Paul say, they want to ask of you for an answer to eternal life. As much as hearing from you, they need to see, not you, but Jesus in you. And that is the fruit of the Spirit. And it is one thing to know, it is great to learn, but it is another thing to be transformed and to be full. Not a little bit, but to be full. So we know the term full of the Holy Ghost. When we say someone is full of the Holy Ghost, that means they are full of God's goodness. God's very being. And that is the wishes of God. That you and I be full of Him. Not to be full of ourselves. Not to be full of any other things. So today I'm going to talk to you on one of the fruit of the Spirit. And that is joyfulness. Joyfulness. We all know what is joyfulness. On the outside, okay, like if you uh, achieve something, maybe you buy a house, you got a new job, you just got married, so there is no issue saying that I'm very joyful today. So joyfulness is a deep inner gladness regardless of circumstances going on with you. Joyfulness is a deep inner gladness, regardless of circumstances going on with you. And we're going to see from the word of the Lord that God desire his people to be full of joyfulness. And you and I know it can only come by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I pray that your joy might be full. So it is God's wishes that you and I, even though outwardly we can be affected by life's issue and struggle, 
God said, but inside of you, I pray in your spirit, in your very being, in your soul, my joy can be full in you. Second Corinthians chapter 1 in verse 3. The Apostle Paul said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the Father of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So Paul say, it is God who comforted us. And God wants to comfort you, give you the assurance, give you the blessing, the protection. In what? In all of your tribulation, what you are going through, because you have faith in Jesus, that you may be. So not only God wants to comfort you, to give you that joyfulness inside, because it's going to affect people around you. And you are a witness. Always remember, you are a witness. So in order to do the work of the ministry, God wants you to be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. And Paul say, because we are comforted ourselves of God. So it is so vital, brothers and sisters, that in all of your distresses, God wants to strengthen you. Why? Because you are going to affect people around you. Either you bring the glory of God to them, or you will start showing distress, unnecessary troubles, so to say. Whether you are rich or poor, whether you are sick or you are healthy, whether you are successful or you are struggling, you can still have a spirit of gladness or deep in your soul. And this can only come by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. He is going to be the comforter. He is going to comfort you. Not that you can be comforted and keep it to yourself. We have to do the work of the ministry. And we need to be comforted of God. That's our strength. If we are not comforted of God with gladness and joyfulness, we cannot comfort others. That means to say we cannot do the work of the ministry effectively. And many of you know, we are boxed in. We are distressed. We are frustrated. We go through hard times. Only Jesus knows. And Jesus said, that's why I give you the Holy Ghost. That it can comfort you. And when you are comforted, you can go and comfort others. That's the work of the ministry of the Holy Ghost in you. Joy of God is what? The Bible say, it is strength for your faith. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
That means your faith now in God, because God give you the joy, it is going to strengthen your faith. Jesus do not want us to all the time feel depressed, unhappy. It doesn't mean that you're smiling, you're happy. No, 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 no. A person can be smiling outside, but a person in the sight might be crying. And so God, because God is a spirit, and Jesus has gone back to heaven, he wants to minister to you in the spirit. He knows what is happening inside of you. Outside, you might be tough, like pastor, very tough. But pastor inside crying, you don't know. So where do I get my strength? I have to go to Jesus. I have to pray. I have to say, Jesus, in order to lead your people, in order to comfort them, to do the work of the ministry as a shepherd, I need ministry. And this is where Jesus will come and strengthen me. Like Jesus, when he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, he was under such burden and pressure. The pressure of everything. And you know what? The angel came and strengthened him. He received the peace. He received the strength. He received the comfortness of God. So today, always remember, brothers and sisters, pastor might not be there. When you need the comfortness of God, when you need the joy of God, you must say, Jesus, comfort me. That's why Jesus said, when you ask, it shall be given. But if you don't ask, the Holy Ghost cannot do anything for you. So ask that your joy might be full. Yeah. God wants us to ask. So your joy might be full. And it comes from above. Always remember, everything here on earth doesn't come from the world. Your peace, your love, your gladness, your blessing, it must come from above. Always remember, Paul say what? The God who is above all, he wants to bless you things from above. And anything from God is eternal, period. It's not temporarily, and God will not take it away. Whatever he gives you, you will keep it. Because he trusts you. You are his people. You are the apples of his eye. So, joyfulness is part of God. You cannot take that away. Just like love. You cannot take love out of God. No, 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 you cannot. So, as much as we know God is love, God is is joyfulness. Remember that. And because God is joyfulness, just like you say, God is love, and I have the love of God. The same thing, God is joyfulness. God wants you to have joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
Do you know joy display out the glory of God? That's right. The world wants to see the glory of God. And joy demonstrated in your lives not only comfort people, but it will be the glory of God. We are to shine forth the glory of God, the Bible says. We must. We cannot say we are people called by that name, Jesus, and then we do not shine forth His glory. So you can only shine forth His glory when you display the joy of the Lord. Yes, this week, I talked to a vegetarian guy. He just became a vegetarian. <laughs> I gave him hours of study on where it come from, how it originated, and then through who is God, and then through why you are a sinner. Even you did all that and you strive to be as close to as you want to be of God. Of course, you don't know who is Jesus. He's a vegetarian. Finally, he said, there is something about you I want. I said, what do you want? Something out of me. I mean, it's very, very weird, you know, when someone says, there's something I want out of you. I thought he want, he want my house or he want, you know, he want my money or what, I don't know. So then I found out this guy, for all his life, he struggled. He wanted something he saw in me. He wanted it. And finally, I got no choice. Left. I have to declare, I'm a Christian. And then he started sharing with me. He said, you know, even though I'm not a Christian, I have encountered a lot of Christians. And they were very pushy. To a point, they became very aggressive. And I got worried. I don't want. I don't want to come close to any Christian because the way their behavior, it put me off. Oh my goodness, I said, oh wow. He that winner the soul is wise. This is where it is so important. They don't want the argument. They don't want to see our fleshly behavior or even our fleshly knowledge or mindset to win the argument. Very silently, they want to catch the joy of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. Do you know that? And, and this is the one guy, he really wakened me up. And then when I start sharing with him, he said, give me, and, and, three, and after three days, today he asked me, give me your number. How do I address you? Sir, Sifu, or pastor? He said, I don't know what's the word pastor, but... I know all these Christians, they call people pastor. Can you believe that? How <laughs> I mean, this guy, he asked me, how do I address you? Sir, Sifu, or pastor? I say, well, I'm not your pastor. I'm not your Sifu. And I'm not sir, because you are not my slave or my servant. Just call me Brother Liao. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know people call each other brother, sister, you know. I said, that'll be fine. You can call me a brother. I can be your big brother. And he's about 40 years old. He got three kids, got a wife. 
He said, just call me brother. I said, okay, okay. So he said, give me your phone number. I want to know more about what you have. You see, sometimes words, too much words, we think we can convert a fuller. Less word, but your spirit, God's spirit. And when they see it, I mean, you don't even have to push it to them. They will come, just like the Bible says, they will say, show me Jesus. Give me an answer to what is eternal life. And this is how we should reach out to people. Joyfulness is providing brightness in the lives of others, regardless of outward conditions. Joyfulness is providing brightness. You see, we are light. The world is in darkness. People's lives is in darkness. Jesus is the hope of the world. But Jesus today shine through you and I. And so joyfulness is providing brightness in the lives of others, regardless of outward condition. And this is where Paul said in 2 Corinthians, in fact, Paul was addressing the saints in Philippi. He went there. He spent a few days there. He did outreach there. And one of the lady or the woman that was converted, her name was Lydia, a seller of purple. Beside the Jews, there were Greeks. Okay, But also, Paul and Silas, they met a lot of persecution, opposition, whereby they were falsely accused. But all throughout the midst of the turmoil, because they have such a zeal to share the word of God. The devil will not leave you alone. The devil, your enemy, will try to come and trouble you. Rest assured, Jesus already said, but Jesus said what? I have overcome. Don't worry about the devil. And so, all Paul and Silas did in Philippi, he displayed the joy of the Lord. You remember they were thrown in prison? They were beaten up. What did they do? They didn't know, moan. They didn't groan. They were joyful. They start praising God. They sang songs because they have the right spirit. They say, count it worthy to suffer for Jesus. I don't understand, but Jesus understands. And so they went through all the bleak outward situation. Suddenly what happened? Midnight earthquake. You see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is where blessed be the Lord God. God came and comforted them. And the next thing, you know what? Their chain fell off. Everything. And what happened? The jailer got panicked. Because they were persecuted, put into stock inside the prison, even in the inner jail, with all the prisoners mourning and groaning, suddenly these two fellows were singing. They were joyful. 
they were not depressed, they were not worried, because deep in their spirit, they have learned the joyfulness of God is the blessing of God. And when the earthquake happened, their chain all fell off. And the jailer, you know, because the jailer, he knew these are Christians. He knew they were falsely accused and they were thrown into jail. His job and his duty is to make sure they stay there and don't give him hard time. But when the earthquake happened, not just Paul and Silas, okay, mind you. If you read in the book of Acts, in chapter 16, the whole chapter, Acts chapter 16, it tells you every prisoner's chain fell off. That's the ministry. <laughs> the ministry God wants to do, not just for you, but for every prisoner that is a sinner. And when they all fell off, the jailer said, oh my goodness, I'm in big trouble. Because now what? I am responsible for all these guys. And because I didn't do my job properly, they will execute me. He will lose his life. That's why he's about to take the sword and kill himself. Better I die now, commit suicide. Then I've been caught, I will be beaten, and then they will crucify me. Better I do it myself. And then Paul and Silas say, Sir, don't, 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 don't kill yourself. We are still here. Bring the light. We are still here. We didn't run away. Look, all the prisoners here, we didn't run away. And then this man was astounded. He saw the calmness, the peace, the joy, the steadiness in Paul and Silas. And he said, what must I do to be saved? You see, that's the power of God. When we have the calmness, the joy, the peace of God, that's the power. And then Paul said, okay, you need to repent. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. Straight away, the jailer said, okay, come to my house. And he got baptized. And in fact, he feed them. And he said, stay with me. Tell me more. And this is how converts were made. And you and I today, we can do that. Now, we must always remember, we must have the joy of the Lord. And it only comes when our lives are transformed by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost wants to give you the joy. You cannot get in another way. Okay? Circumstances you might go through. But always remember, God wants to give you from above the joy of the Lord. He said, blessed. Always Paul, when he addressed the saints, he said, blessed be our God. Okay, the word blessed means happy. So Paul always addressed the people, you are blessed. And that's why he said, blessed be our God. And this is the condition that you and I, we should be in. Is that always have the blessing of the Lord. Amen. God wants to bless you. Okay? God wants to bless you. And because God is joyful, God wants you to be joyful also. It is part of Him. You cannot take joyfulness out of God. It is part of Him. Just like love is part of God. And so God wants you to develop by the Holy Ghost to have that, that 
inner joyfulness, just like the inner peace. Zephaniah in the Old Testament before Haggai, chapter 3, in verse 17, it says that the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. We must always remember, Jesus is mighty in us, through us, with us. Okay? And then he say, he will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. You see, even God, not only is mighty, but he will rejoice over you and I with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. So I believe Paul and Silas learned the secret. Our God is joyful for us. In fact, our God is so joyful, he starts singing. And so Paul wrote, when you are not happy, when you are in distress, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing hymns. Lift up your spirit. Start praising. Start worshiping. Don't be gloomy. Don't be downcast. Don't complain. Because there is power in praise. Power in praise. And we need to learn this secret. When you start praising God, your spirit is going to be joyful. It will be lifted up. You know, people, when they start singing, it's because they're joyful. Nobody sings when they're crying. When people are mourning, that's when they're crying. So there is no such thing as, I'm singing and I'm very sad. It doesn't work that way. So singing will lift your spirit up to have the joy of the Lord. And God wants you to have that joy. Okay, God wants you to have the joy. John chapter 15, the gospel of John chapter 15 in the New Testament. This is where Jesus said in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, you see, Jesus said, my joy, this thing I've spoken to you, my joy, might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. See, Jesus said, this thing I've spoken to you, that my joy. So God, because his joy, he wants you to have his joy. And not only have his joy, he wants you to be full of his joy. It is his will. And we need to pray and ask for it. We need to ask the Holy Ghost, give me unspeakable joy. And that is where it is full of God's glory. Hey, people want to see God's glory. People don't want to see you are so unhappy, you have full of trouble, you are going to go to jail, you lost your job, and you know, oh man, I have got so many issues in life. That's what the Bible says. If anyone is feeling distressed, we must go to Jesus. And pray and ask the Father who is above all, God, give me the joy. And not only just give me your joy, 
but that it can be full. Because why? It is going to be a glory that goes and comfort people. The world needs to see the glory of God. It is the answer. It is to comfort them. It is to draw them. Lights attract. Darkness dispel. You and I know that. Light, you, if you at night, uh, take light, a lantern, go into the forest. You see what happened? All the flies, all the moth, all the insects will come to you. Because lights attract. But the moment you shut off the light, all the insects just go off. The other day it was raining so hard. And then after the rain, oh my goodness, you know what happened? All the termites start flying into my kitchen, into the outside and all. So what I do, quickly off all the light. Why? You don't want to attract all the termites all and come and then they will eat up your house. <laughs> light attract them. Darkness dispel them. And so today you and I need to learn. Okay? That is joyfulness is providing brightness in the world that is full of darkness. Okay? So in Acts chapter 16, in verse 11 to verse 34, and this is what it says, Therefore, losing from Troas, we came with a straight course in Samothracia, and the next day to near Polis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia. You remember a man from Macedonia appeared to Paul in a vision and said, Paul, Paul, please come and preach us the gospel. So that was Paul's vision. A man from Macedonia called out to him, a colony, and we were in the city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was to be made. We sat down and spake unto the woman which restored Tida. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Tyrita, uh, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. When she was baptized, her household, she besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house, abide there. And she constrained us. It came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us. And Christ saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. We show unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. When her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrate, saying, This man, being Jews, did exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. The multitude rose up together against them 
the magistrate ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, make their feet fast in the stocks. At midnight, Paul and Silas pray and sang praises unto God. The prisoner hurts them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Immediately all the doors were open and everyone's band was loose. The keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison door open, drew out his sword, would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoner had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before the Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. He took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and were baptized, and was baptized, and he and all straight away. And when he had brought them into the house, he sent me before them, rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant, saying, Let those men go. The keeper of the prison told this, saying to Paul, The magistrate have sent to let you go now, therefore depart, and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison now. Do they want to thrust us out privately? Nay, verily but let them come themselves and fetch us out. The, the sergeant told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. They came, besought them, brought them out, and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia, and when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. You see, Paul and Silas, even though beaten, thrown in jail, falsely accused, they rejoice. They have joyfulness. And because they have joyfulness, it overcame any obstacle. In fact, they went to Lydia's house, they comforted Lydia and every believer there. Because why? You must remember, Lydia was a new convert with all her household. She was troubled. She said, how come? Paul's supposed to have Jesus. How come all these things happen? I'm sure Lydia's faith was a little bit shaken by all the incidents. And Lydia need Paul to come and give the assurance again, you are on the right track. Be strong. Look at this. We were beaten. We suffer. We were falsely accused. But look what God did for us. We were delivered through the earthquake. God comforted us. We are now set free. And we come to you in the name of Jesus. Be strong. You see, when you are comforted of God, when God is on your side, who can be against you? Not even the devil. <laughs> the devil could try. You might go through, you might be persecuted, you might be falsely accused, but don't have a pity party. Oh, boo-hoo, poor me. No, 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 no. You must say, 
Jesus, you are the comforter. Holy Ghost, you are the comforter. You can comfort me. Not that I needed it. But many others out there, especially if you are a leader, they look to you. And they want the assurance. That's why Paul always said, follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. You must always remember, you are an example to everyone around you. Whether believers or non-believers, they are looking at you. And sometimes they can't help it. They are fading. No doubt in Jesus, but also looking at you. Because you are a leader. That's why I always say, and I pray, many people are looking to me. And I don't want to fail them. But of course, I need Jesus to comfort me. I, of myself, cannot comfort anybody. We cannot. We don't have it. We need God. And that comes through relationship. When the Holy Ghost ministered to you, then you can go and minister to others. As much Jesus said, freely you receive. Freely you give. So how can you give if you have not received? So it is important that we receive strength from the Lord. So how, what is the strength from the Lord? The strength is the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, we need the peace. We need the joy. We need uh, the love. We need the empathy. We need the forgiveness, like how Jesus forgave. You and I cannot forgive, really. Seriously. We don't have the strength or the capability. Sometimes we hate an eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. Sometimes we are like that. We, can, we are human. But when we are comforted of God, when the Holy Ghost starts giving you all that, friend, you are on the way to showing the glory of the Lord. The glory will cover the earth. And it comes through Jesus into your lives and into my lives. And thank God that we are constantly reaching out. But as much as we are reaching out, always remember, we must receive from God. You cannot receive from pastor. Cannot. In fact, pastor has to comfort you. Okay? Pastor has to receive from God. So imagine, if you want to comfort others, you must also receive from God. You must tell Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I will not leave you what? Comfortless. I will leave you understanding anytime you need the Holy Ghost to come and comfort you. He will come. And that's why many a time I've learned that God, I need the comfortness from you so that I can go and do the work of the ministry of comforting others. Now, you must understand Silas was a prophet through whom God gave fresh communication of his will for the Christian of the early church. That's why Paul Instead of taking John Mark, Paul took Silas. 
Silas went with Paul. Paul was impressed with Silas' ability. Okay? And uh, Paul wanted Silas to accompany him. It was a good team. Okay? And also, you must remember, Paul, by birth, is a Roman citizen. Same thing, Silas was a Roman citizen. So they work along well. And Roman citizens will offer a better protection under the law. That's why when, when the jailer and armed uh, magistrate heard, these are Roman citizens, they got worried. They said, oh my goodness, we are not Roman citizens. They are more privileged than us. <coughs> and that's why Paul used that. To say you have bitterness and we are Roman citizens. That's why quickly they let them go. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we didn't know you were Roman citizen. And so they got the advantage. Okay. And uh, finally, even though the punishment and the imprisonment, Paul and Silas understood we must be joyful. Okay, be joyful. That's why they pray. That's why they sang unto God. They did not uh, uh, discuss it. Like many of us, we start having a pity party, discuss it, and then, uh, okay, what we need to do now? And, all that. and they did not. They go straight to God. They say, God, we have been falsely accused. We are now in jail. We are hungry. We are thirsty. We are pain all over the bitterness. But hey, you are my comforter. And they start to worship God and sing. And when they start doing that, oh my goodness, God say, I'm going to show you I'm mighty. That's now in Zephaniah. I'm mighty. I will give you the joy. And the prison split open. <laughs> and they were delivered. <laughs> and that is the power of God. You know, a lot of times we pray for the power of God. <laughs> and that is fine. But when you are in a situation, Jesus said, the hour cometh, when you don't know what to pray, we need to learn to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will take over. <laughs> and God knows what His will is. And that's why so, you know, sometimes we try to figure out, oh, this is how I must pray. God sent down a fire. <laughs> you know? And then, and then God said, why, why do you want me to send down a fire? <laughs> Burn this fellow. You know, God is not going to set down a fire and burn the fellow. Just because you are not happy with them. <laughs> it won't work. Okay? So what do you need to do? You need to start be joyful. And when you start doing that, God is going to come. So Paul assured that the jailer, uh, don't worry. Not because you are the jailer and, and something is going to bad happen to you. In fact, I think Paul say, this is a good sign from God that you and your household need to be safe. And that's why straight away, he took them, was their stripe, attended to their pain, and then the next thing, he say, baptize me, and baptize him and his whole household, and then he start uh, feeding them. God rewards a right spirit. That's why King David prayer is what? You know, King David learned. Create in me a clean heart. 
renew in me a right spirit. And that still stands, brothers and sisters. That still stands. That's why today we need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God will reward when you maintain the right spirit. Jesus told the disciple, you know, you want to call fire, you don't know what spirit you are. Lah. So sometimes we can fall into the wrong spirit. <laughs> Our spirit. Okay, we need to be in the right spirit. Because the right spirit always have God's blessing. All right. So, uh, the ability to smile inside, and, and I'm not talking about outside, you know, because outside we can, we get fake, we can we put on, you know, we, we can smile, <laughs> but inside I'll kill you, I'll beat you up, uh, I will stab you, you know, you think I like you up. Uh. So, so the hour really doesn't, because God looks at the heart, you know. Some people, they can smile with you, but inside, garam, I wish I can wring this neck, you know, inside. So God looks at the inside, so don't try to do that, okay? So the ability to smile on the inside, even though things going wrong on the outside. That's why Jesus said, which one is more important, the inside of the cup or the outside? The outside look clean, you know, but inside very dirty. Lah. So I give you a choice. I ask you a question. If you were given a choice, huh, I give you two cups. Okay? And I want you to drink water out of this cup. Number one cup, inside, dirty. Outside very clean, inside dirty. The other cup, okay, inside, clean. Outside dirty, which cup you will use to drink water? Of course, you will use the cup inside clean lah. Outside dirty, never mind. Inside is clean, put the water and then drink. You won't die. But the cup outside clean, inside dirty, you will not use. If you drink from a cup inside dirty, you are going to get stomach ache. You are going to be rough. You're going to have, huh? Problem, stomach problem. And this is why Jesus say we need to work on the inside. Our issue as disciples of Jesus Christ, as believers, as saints of the Most High God, is God inside. Help me to really have the joy and I don't have to put on. You cannot put on joy, folks. People would know. Either you have it or you don't have it. You cannot simply, I'm a Christian, but inside, inside, you are in confusion. People can catch your spirit. You know, sometimes we see people, I mean, we talk to them. We don't even have to look outwardly. We can feel their spirit, right? You can feel their spirit. You, even though they don't say anything, uh, something is not right. Uh, I better don't simply say uh, after, uh, you know, I might offend them. Ah, you see, that's why we need to always be sensitive to the human spirit. We must learn. Jesus was always sensitive to the human spirit. Jesus has great discernment. With the Samaritan woman, 
she's not happy. Jesus discerned all that. And that's why Jesus said, are you happy with your present husband? And she went and lied to Jesus. You know? No lah, I just got one husband only. I got many husbands, only one. But Jesus discerned she was not happy, not just one. She was not happy with even five husbands. She had a thirst. She, 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 only God can quench that thirst. And today, that's, that's the world we are facing. People are restless. They need the joy of the Lord. Listen, this is the last before I close. Joy is the infallible sign of God's presence. I repeat, and we must learn this. This is truth. This will set you free. Joy is the infallible sign of God's presence. That is joy. That, that's why the book of Acts, Paul and Silas, wonderful lesson to you and I. In the bleak situation they were in, they demonstrated joy. They were not unhappy. They suffer. But in their suffering, God delivered them. God blessed them. After that, they received healing for their wound. They received food and water and change of clothing. And they continue the work of the ministry. How did God bless Paul and Silas' joyful spirit? They were ministered back by the people. It's a two-way traffic. You minister to me, I minister to you. That, my friend, is the body of Christ. The characteristic of the winter's bird singing joyfully. Now, we all don't have snow and all. Canada right now, they're having snow, you know. I mean, all white out, minus six degrees. But I will tell you, in the Bible, it says here, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 12, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of birds is come. And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. So, the Song of Solomon say, uh, uh, in chapter 2, verse 12, the flower appear on the earth, the time of the singing of the birds is come. You know why birds, it is easy to sing in springtime and summertime. But in winter time, do you know that there are certain species of birds? Okay, to name some of the species, uh, the black cape chickadee bird, the American robin, the mockingbird, the fox sparrow. These birds, even during winter, they will sing. In fact, they were saying all year round. Why? Hey, winter, you know, nothing, everything, day, no, even some tree. But 
This bird relies on God's goodness through their singing. They will go to the bark of the those trees that, you know, going through winter hibernation. They will pick the insect. They will dig the grass for some insects and worms that is covered with snow. That means to say they have learned to live with their environment and their condition. Even harsh winter, they will still sing. And these are certain species of bird. Because they are fat, they are stress-free, they are happy, even in winter time, they can still find food. The Bible says, these kind of birds demonstrated joyfulness in any circumstances, in any condition. And the Bible, Jesus always talks about sparrows, how he take care of the sparrows, God take care of the sparrows. Same thing with you and I. He will take care of you. He wants your joy to be full. He is the comforter. And we need to rely, just like the sparrow, the, the, the birds in the wintertime, rely on God's goodness. His joy never fails. And because He never fails, you and I need not fail. We don't need to fail. We, we are not a failure. Because God is our joy. I want us to pray, and I know uh, you and I, we can never stop learning. So let us add joy of the Lord. It's our strength. It, it, it comforts us. Because why? We still need to do the work of the ministry. We must learn to comfort others. And to those of you, I know you're working hard and you're, you are trying to be a strength to others. Remember, as pastor also needed, I always go to Jesus and say, Lord, I need comforting. Only you understand me. Without you, I don't have the strength to do the work of the ministry. The Holy Ghost is here. It's come. He's our comforter. Let us bow our head and pray. And ask God, we need the strength. Jesus, we thank you for your precious word. We can learn. We know that you want to strengthen us in the inner man with joy unspeakable and full of your glory, that this world can be filled with your glory. We are your witnesses. And also we want to strengthen those who are feeble in their faith and they need comforting. Help us, O oh Lord, as we want to be effective in doing the work of the ministry. The world needs this ministry. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for you will never leave us. You will never allow us to be alone. You will be with us even to the end of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you.